Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. I want to turn with me to the book of John, looking at chapter 20. Everyone who's able, standing in the room, standing as we read this portion of scripture, there's something that happens to us psychologically. There's something connected with the way that we internally move and think and look at something and what we do with our physical bodies. I encourage you to think about how you're using yourself. I encourage you if you're listening in your car just to sit up a little bit straighter as we read this scripture, as we lean into what God is saying to us as a church in 2022, looking at John chapter 20, starting in verse 19. And it says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples who were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. Something happens when Jesus comes and stands among us. And he said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And I want you to pay special attention to verse 22. And then it says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I came today to tell you a word for our church, a word for this year that I've been carrying for several months. Since October, when I heard God say it to me, when I felt it on the inside as I began to pray and to ask God, what are you doing in us? Where do you need us? Where do you have us for 2022? And I am so excited for us to talk about it today. I am so excited for where God is leading us today. I want you to help me with it. I want you to be part of saying it. I want you to tell the person next to you, here comes the wind. Oh, come on, one more time with a little bit of faith in you. Just say it in the room where you are if there's nobody with you because your words have power. I know you don't understand it yet, and I know you don't totally know what it means yet, but just tell one more person, here comes the wind. Here comes the wind. Here comes the propelling force in your life. Here comes the anointing of God over your life. Here comes a fresh breath from heaven over your life. Here comes the wind. It's the thing that God has been speaking to me. It's the word of God for this season. It's the word of God for this house. Here comes the wind. So, Father God, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your breath. Jesus, we thank you that you came into the room, that you're still coming into the room, that you're still coming to us, that you're with us here now. God, we ask you for hearts that are open. We will ask you for lives that are open. We ask you for belief. We ask you for understanding. We ask you for boldness, God, to receive this word, to move on it, to act on it. We thank you for a new year and what you're doing in us 
in 2022, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You can be seated right where you are as we step into 2022 Vision Sunday together. How you doing, church? You doing good? You feeling ready? Feeling ready to hear what God has for us this year? Awesome. Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you, though? Yes. I mean, like, all the, like, I've had the wind knocked out of me a couple of times in my life, but I have a particular time when I had the wind knocked all the way out of me. So I had the wind knocked out of me one time when I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade, and I was in gym class. Now, no good stories in my life start with the phrase, I was in gym class. That was not my, good stories in my life start with phrases like, I was sitting in literature class, not in gym class. And let me tell you why good stories in my life do not start with the phrase, I was in gym class. So there I am, I'm in seventh grade gym class, and we are studying the fine sport of soccer. We are studying soccer, and we are practicing dribbling a soccer ball across the gym floor, back and forth, dribbling from one side to the other. So there I am, prepared to now dribble my ball across the floor. I'm dribbling, I'm dribbling, I'm dribbling. I cannot tell you exactly how, but somehow in my process of dribbling this ball across the floor, instead of being lateral next to the ball where your foot should be if you are dribbling a soccer ball, my foot got on top of the soccer ball. And balls do what balls do. And it rolled from underneath my foot. My foot goes flying in the air. The other foot follows suit. And I am flat on the ground in the gym floor with the sound of me echoing through the gym for all of the 7th and 8th graders to now hear and look at me. I made a very important decision in my life laying there on the floor trying to gasp my breath back that I would never again participate in the sport of soccer. This was obviously not for me. Because something happens when the wind gets knocked out of you. When the wind gets knocked out of you, an impact hits you in such a profound way that the thing that is supposed to be giving you life and energy is expelled from your body. What has impacted you in such a way that you lost your breath, that it knocked the wind out of you? What happened to you when that relationship, that friendship that you were walking in suddenly betrayed you and you didn't see it coming and it knocked the wind out of you? And what kind of decisions did you make as you were lying there on the floor about how you would never trust anybody again? And maybe you would be social sometimes, but nobody would ever be in your life like that again. And relationships obviously weren't for you because you were not going to be participating. What kind of decisions have you made in your life because you missed the note in the spring musical at the end of 11th grade and you laid there flat on your back saying, I will never sing in front of people like that again and I will never be embarrassed like that again and the gift that God gave you is waiting to be heard and the gift that God gave you is waiting to lead others in declaring Jesus but because you got the wind knocked out of you, you withdrew yourself from that space and you said, I'll never do it again. Then a thought occurred to me. You know who else I bet has had the wind knocked out of them playing soccer? Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is a full word for Manchester United. Did I get it right? 
got it right. He is one of the world's best soccer players, arguably the GOAT of soccer, right? He is the Michael Jordan of soccer of current era. And I bet a time or two in his life he has gone for a kick because he can jump. I mean, he jumps high to make a goal or do the things that the soccer players do. And I bet there are a time or two that he has fallen and had the wind knocked out of him. You know what the difference is? He didn't say, I'm never going after soccer again. He didn't lay on the ground and say, this obviously isn't for me. He did what all great athletes do. He did what all great people of tenacity do. He got the wind knocked out of him, and he got back up, and he went after it with more fervor than he had before. He went after it with a little bit more wisdom than he had before. He went after it and said, how dare you take the wind out of me for something that God designed me for and something that God positioned me for. I'm going to run after it with even more passion than I had before. I'm going to run after it with even more intention than I had before. 2022 is your year to get your wind back. It's your year to catch your breath. It's your year to get back up and say, I'm not going to spend my life lying on the floor, discounting myself and counting myself out of things. This is my year to get back up. Losing your breath causes you to live in fear, to live in uncertainty, to live in timidity, to go after something and say, I'm a little bit more hesitant than I was before because the last time I stepped into this space, my feet flew out from under me and I'm nervous to land on the floor again. It's where the disciples found themselves. They found themselves afraid and had locked themselves in a room. Afraid, and they had locked themselves in a room. The wind had got knocked out of them because they weren't sure. They were uncertain of what was going on. And it made them afraid, and it made them timid to go after the thing that Jesus had called them to. It made them afraid, and it made them uncertain of if they were trusting in the right thing. It made them afraid, and it made them unsure because they had started trusting in the thing more than in the person. We have this phrase in our house that we tell our boys that people are more important than things. People are more important than things. Your toy is less important than your brother is in this life. It's more important that you're okay than that the thing got broken. Things get broken in our house a lot. We have three boys. But the people are more important than the thing, but so often in our life, we get our attention on the thing. The disciples got their attention on the strategy that they thought was gonna be worked out, and when that thing didn't work out how they thought it was gonna work out, they got their attention on the thing of how they thought this revolution was gonna come to pass, and when that didn't work out how they thought it was gonna work out, they became timid. It knocked the wind out of them. Perhaps the reason you keep getting the wind knocked out of you is because you have your attention on the things of life rather than having your attention on the person of Jesus. Jesus is the defining factor in your life. He is the defining person in the story. He is the thing and he is the one that will change absolutely everything about your story. Nothing in your life is the same from the moment that you meet 
Jesus. Nothing in your life will ever be the same from the moment you encounter, from the moment that Jesus came into the room. It says that he stepped into the room with them. And when he stepped into the room, the person of Jesus, it changed absolutely everything about their story. Do you remember when Jesus stepped into the room of your life? How it changed absolutely everything about your story. It is not the things of your life. It is the person that you are building your life on. It is the person that you are walking with. It is the person that you put your trust in, not the things that you put your trust in. Who are you building your life on? Because things are guaranteed to let you down. It was not your perfect track record that you should build your trust on. It is not your job that you should build your trust on. It is not that relationship that you should build your trust on. It is not your own capability or understanding that you should build your trust on. You build your trust on the person of Jesus. We build our trust on Jesus and Jesus alone. Any opportunity that you have is not the thing to build your life on. The person of Jesus is who you build your life on. We declare Jesus everywhere. We declare Jesus everywhere because Jesus is the defining factor of our story. He is the defining factor of your life. He is the defining factor of your faith. Jesus is the one who walked in all righteousness, and he is the one who walks with you. He is the one who walked back in the room and said, I breathe on you now. Receive the Holy Spirit. Resilient lives are not lives built on things. They are lives built on the person of Jesus and Jesus alone. And when you put your trust in Jesus, it's time for you to get your expectations up. Get your expectations up. When the wind begins to blow, sailors look at the wind and they anticipate that a wind is coming. They expect that a wind is moving and is coming in their direction and they begin to set their sails, to position the jib, to pull up the anchor of their life and prepare their vessel to receive the wind that will propel them forward. Is your vessel prepared to receive the wind? Is your vessel prepared for a wind that is coming? Is your mind prepared for what God is about to do? Is your spirit prepared for what God is about to do? Is your body prepared for what God is about to do? Is your, um, are your emotions prepared for what God is about to do? As we step into 21 days of prayer and fasting, part of our intention is to prepare ourselves to expect that God is about to do something, that God is about to move, that there is a wind coming and we live with expectation of what God is getting ready to do. I believe that part of the reason that we are so unprepared is that we don't actually expect it. If we expected that God was gonna do that thing, we would prepare for it. If we believed with faith and with anticipation that that thing was really getting ready to come to pass, we would prepare for it. Are you prepared and ready to receive the wind? Because here comes 
the wind. And here's the thing is that wind is a mighty, powerful force that will move and propel your life if you are prepared and if you are ready. If you are unprepared, if you are unready, if you don't see the wind blowing, it can be detrimental to your positioning. It has the ability to capsize your boat. It has the ability to take you unaware. It has the ability to move you in a direction you never intended to go. Are you prepared and are you ready? Is your expectation up for what God is about to do? I had someone say to me years ago, they were someone who was several decades along in life from me, and they said to me, if I would have known I was going to live as long as I have, I would have taken better care of my body. What were they saying? I didn't actually expect to live into my 70s. And because I didn't actually expect to live into my 70s, in my 20s, and in my 30s, and in my 40s, I didn't take care of my, I didn't prepare myself. I wasn't ready to live out. Come on, Psalm 91 and 16 says, with long life I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. Do you expect to be satisfied with long life? If you do, are you preparing for what it's going to mean to live in long life? How are you prepared? Do you expect to lead your coworker to Jesus this year? Then are you prepared? What prayer will you pray with them? What scriptures will you speak to them? Do you know when baptisms are coming up so you can lead them in their next step? Do you expect to pray that prayer with them? Then prepare for it. Do you expect to have generational wealth? Then are you prepared with what an investment portfolio looks like? Are you prepared with what the tax implications of transferring wealth are? Are you prepared with what it means to give away large financial assets? Are you prepared? Do you expect it? Or is it just something you kind of are hoping about out there someday, one day, maybe happen, potentially? Do you expect to be somebody's spouse, then are you prepared to be selfless, to be serving, to think about somebody else and push their dreams forward more than you push your own dream? Are you prepared? Are you expecting God to do something? I believe that we don't prepare and we're not ready and we're missing moves because we don't really expect it. Because when the wind gets knocked out of you, When the wind gets blown from you, when your feet get swept from underneath you, it makes you hesitant. It makes you timid. It makes you want to settle with just whatever happens to show up will be good enough. Come on, it's time for the people of God to get their expectations back up to get their expectations up that we serve a mighty God, that we serve an awesome God, that we serve a God who can do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could have ever asked or imagined or think that he is getting ready. Here comes the wind of God. He is getting ready to move something and blow something. Are you prepared and ready? Are you expecting for God to do something in 2022 like you have never seen him do before are your expectations up there's this story about a son who runs away from his father he takes his father's wealth and he runs and he squanders it all and it says that the father 
was looking for him, that he saw him while he was still afar off. Tells me that the father was expecting him to return, that he had his expectation up, that this son who was far off was coming home. Who do you need to get your expectation up for? And when the son finally returned home, the father said to his servants, go kill the fatted calf and prepare the party, which tells me that the father was prepared and ready when the son returned. That because his expectation was high, that this boy was coming home, he had begin, begun making preparations for what it was going to be like when the child returned. Are you prepared and ready for that person to come home? Are you prepared and ready with great expectation for the thing that God spoke to you to come to pass? Are you prepared and ready for what God is doing in this season? As a church in 2022, we are prepared and ready. God is blowing. Here comes the wind. Here comes the wind. And we are going to be prepared and ready. Because we are building a church in Northwest Ohio with deep roots here that reaches far and wide. We are making it difficult for people to go to hell from this area. We are making it easy for people to find heaven and find Jesus from this corner of Ohio. We are making it easy for people to live deeply transformed lives that reflect the glory of who Jesus is. That is what we do here, and we are prepared and ready to do it. So let me share some things with you that we are doing next year that are going to position us to be prepared and ready. The first thing is that we are increasing the number of baptisms that we have every single year. I believe that more people are coming because you are a church of inviters, you are a church of bringers, and that those people are gonna encounter Jesus. Those people are gonna make a decision to say yes to Jesus, and then we are going to lead them in their next steps, which means we need to be prepared and ready with more opportunities, more frequently for people to take their next step in baptisms. This last year, we had quarterly baptisms, and this next year, we are going to be doing baptisms every other month. We, are going to have, we have six baptisms currently scheduled for 2022. The first one is in the month of February, and we are going to see more and more people experience Jesus and make their public declaration of faith through water baptism. The next thing is we are going to multiply our life groups. When people come and encounter Jesus, they need to be connected to other believers who help walk them in a life of resilient faith, who help disciple them, who help encourage them, who help pray with them, a place where they can pour into others as well. And we currently have 14 life groups that are thriving, that are meeting throughout the months and encountering each other and talking about the services together and lifting each other up. And we are going to, out of those 14 groups, raise up and launch six new leaders so that we have 20 new life, so that we have 20 total life groups, six new life groups by the end of 2022. 
We are going to begin multiplying what God gave us. We are going to begin raising up and releasing leaders and increase the number of life groups that we have so that we are prepared and ready for spaces for more people to encounter Jesus and live out resilient faith. The other thing is we have some infrastructure updates that we're going to be making next year. As you know, we are a church that is planted here and reaching far. So we have two things in both of those spaces that we are doing in 2022. The first thing that we're doing, we told you last year that we were able to purchase the parking lot out front of our building, which has been an ongoing negotiation for years and years. And we are thrilled that we were able to negotiate a fair, good deal to now own the parking lot that is in front of us. And now that we own something, we're able to allow it to reflect the God that we serve. Our parking lot is the very first space that people encounter when they come here to this facility. And so next year, we're going to be updating, repaving, repainting that surface to make sure that that parking lot is in the standard of the God that we serve, is in the standard of the experience and the encounter that we want people to to have when they come here. We believe part of what we do is that we remove barriers and we remove distractions and we create bridgeways for people to encounter Jesus. And potholes are a distraction. They are a barrier. So we are going to remove them in 2022. And I don't have to explain to you and there'll be more details as we get closer that that is not a small task. And then the second thing that we're going to do is improving our digital ministry as well as our in-house experience, but it particularly impacts our online church and our digital ministry that goes out, which is that we are going to be updating our screen that we have here. Several years ago now, it's amazing how, how fast time goes, Bishop had the vision to install this LED screen, which was at the front of, of churches bringing in uh, materials like this that allow us to present material in a fresh, new, digital way. But as you know, technology outdates very quickly. And this screen is very outdated. <laughs> Our team spends a lot of time reformatting material so that it fits its specific needs. We have computers that we can't upgrade to the next upgrading operating system because it won't speak to this screen anymore. And even more than that, if you've been in a service over the last couple of months, you've seen that different blocks on this screen go out. And the different blocks on this screen have to be replaced when they go out. And we are running out of backup blocks and we can't purchase more backup blocks because they no longer make the type of materials that they have for these blocks and there are all kinds of other things that our tech and production teams could tell you about why this screen is not positioning us for the forward church that we are. And so we've already looked into, we've already priced out the different types of materials and different formats and looks that we can have. And we want to make sure that this screen gets updated so that we can continue investing in forward digital ministry that helps us declare Jesus everywhere. In 2022, I am really excited. I'm actually really excited about all of them, but I am very excited about this one. We believe that we are a radically generous church, that we have a trust in God that tells us we don't have to hold things with closed hands, but we get to hold them 
with open hands. And every year as you invest volunteer hours through VOW, as you give generously this year, as we have been able to respond to disaster reliefs and invest in groups like Aguas Calientes, like Phil was sharing with us earlier, my heart has been stirred and has been encouraged. And over last year, you invested over $42,000 into other organizations, church plants, disaster relief efforts to make sure that the gospel is going forward and to make sure that we are continuing to show up in practical demonstrations of God's love. And next year, we are gonna double that amount. We set out an audacious goal that we're not making baby steps towards being a generous church. We are gonna double what God did last year and we are gonna give $84,000 that are being invested into local organizations that are working at a grassroots effort into disaster relief to make sure that people who find themselves in immediate need have that need into missions work to making sure that the gospel is reaching every single unreached people group and into church plants that are stepping in to new territories and new spaces. We're going to continue our partnership with Aguas Calientes as well as invest into new church plants. Phil and I have such a passion and admiration for people who are planting churches who multiply our efforts when we say we are gonna jump into this space and make sure that this people in this city and this region hear the unique message of who Jesus is. And particularly right now, we have been talking to church planters who planted a church in 2019 and walked straight into a global pandemic. Or other people like Manny and Samira who said in the middle of it, People still need to know who God is and that Jesus loves them and cares for them and stepped out in, I think, absolutely audacious faith to say, pandemic or not, people need to hear about Jesus. And that is heavy lifting and the blessing and the benefit we have in standing in a church that has been here since 1986 and was carved out and dug out by other people is the stability of our position that can say, when you are uncertain about what's happening, let us us lift a bit of the heavy burden and let us invest financially in what's happening so you can focus on people instead of the financial questions that are so often part of church planting. So we are so thrilled that throughout next year, across all of these organizations, we are going to double our efforts and invest $84,000 outside of ourselves and into other people. And last one for right now, at least, is that in 2022, we want to keep making sure that we are prepared and we are ready for whatever God is doing and whoever God sends us. And that means there are new people who have not yet heard. There are people who lost their faith and are doubting if Jesus is who he said he is, if this Christianity thing is really worth it. And they need a church home and a church family and a people group to come alongside them, a space for Jesus to walk into their lives, a family of believers to gather around them and say, you can make it. And yes, you have a little bit of doubt, but if you just keep showing up, Jesus will breathe on you and turn that doubt into faith. So we don't know exactly when, and we don't know exactly how, but in 2022, we're gonna be launching an additional service time so that more people can come and be part of what God is doing. 
so that more people can come. There is someone who would like to be part of what God is doing. There's someone who has thought about coming and being part of what God is doing, but the current time that is available just doesn't work for them. So we're gonna make sure that there's more time and more space available for them. And this is what God is gonna do through us next year. We are gonna see an increase in baptisms. We are gonna multiply our groups. Uh, Infrastructure updates that we have are gonna happen. We are gonna double our investment to $84,000 into other organizations, and we are going to launch a new service time in 2022 because we are prepared and ready. I'm telling you, here comes the wind. Here comes the wind. Here comes the wind. So we are going to set our sails to be ready. We are going to position our lives to be ready. We are going to get our expectations up. We are going to get our anticipation up. We are going to prepare ourselves and our spaces and our places. And we are going to invest financially in what is happening here to see someone else encounter God the way that we have encountered God, to see someone else's family change the way our family has been changed, to make sure that there is always a space for a new generation to come up and express their unique expression of who God is. At the end of this month, we have our declaration offering. So on the 30th of January, it's the last Sunday of our fast. It's the last Sunday of this month. It is our time when we go above and beyond and we invest into the vision that God is speaking for us, the vision that God is speaking for this house. It's beyond our regular tithes and offering. It's something that stretches us and grows us. It's something that has an, a bit of an audacity to it that says, God, show up. And if God is breathing, I want to be part of what's happening. This is your home church. We'll talk more about it, but you can get an envelope on your way out, an envelope that you, I want you to pray for all month long. I want you to pray over and ask God, what is a stretching, audacious, declarative gift in my life that says, God, I am making a declaration with my giving that everything that we've set out for is gonna happen and more, that everything you've spoken is gonna happen and more, that that person I'm praying for, this is their year to come and encounter you because we are prepared and we are ready. We are prepared and we are ready for God to breathe on us. As we close, I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts. It's only a couple pages over if you're using a physical Bible. Acts 2 is where we're going to read from. In nautical terms, there is this phrase, windward, This phrase, windward, means that you are in an advantageous position. It means that the wind is blowing and you are in such a position that you are ready to capture the wind when it blows, that you are ready to let the wind propel you forward. It is an advantage to ships that are not in the windward position, that are farther downwind from where the wind is blowing. It means that you are more easily ready to move and to change and to shift with where the wind is blowing. In 2022, we are prepared and ready to be in a windward state. We're ready to catch the wind of what God is doing this year. 
we are prepared and ready with great expectation to move, to shift, to pivot, to adjust as needed, to get to where he has called us to go. We are prepared and ready. And the disciples put themselves in a windward spot. Because they had believed and encountered Jesus and learned to put their trust in the person, not the thing. Not the thing they understood, not the thing they expected, not the thing that they wanted to hear or even the thing that was most convenient. They learned to put their trust in Jesus. And because their expectation was high, they began to prepare for the thing that he had spoke to them. To receive the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 2, they have gathered themselves together, ready and prepared. And it says in Acts 2, verse 2, and suddenly there came from heaven. Come on, and suddenly there came from heaven. It's why you have to be prepared and ready. Here comes the wind, and it's coming suddenly. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Here comes the wind, church. Here comes the wind. Here comes the wind blowing from heaven. Here comes the propelling force in your life. Here comes an anointing straight from heaven, and it is going to fill the entire house. It filled everything that they were doing. It filled everything that they were about. It filled every single one of them because they were prepared, because they had expectation, because they were waiting for God, because they had readied themselves for what God was doing. Here comes the wind. It's my prayer for you in 2022 that you would get your expectation up, that you would expect to see that thing, that you would expect to see what God is getting ready to do. And because your expectation is high, that you would prepare yourself, that you would prepare your own life, that we would prepare as a church because when the wind blows, you are at a strategic advantage. You are at a strategic advantage to move quickly, at a strategic advantage to maneuver the places that he has called you to. You are at a strategic advantage to move ahead in the places where you have felt behind. This is your year to get your wind back. This is your year to catch your breath. Here comes the wind, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you breathe on us. We thank you that you move on us. We thank you that you speak to us, God. I thank you that you're here right now. And I ask you to breathe on us, to move in this place. God, I speak great expectation, great expectation, great expectation. Get your expectations back up. Get your expectations back up. Let go of disappointment. Let go of doubt. Let go of uncertainty. Let go of fear. Let go of timidity. You leave those things in 2021. Because in 2022, you're going to get your expectations up. 
because here comes the wind here comes the wind here comes the wind of God in your life here comes the wind blowing straight from heaven here comes the wind with all of its strength here comes the wind with all of its life here comes the wind with all of its power here comes the wind with all of its healing here comes the wind with all of its strength you are prepared and you are ready Thank you for it, Jesus. Move in us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.